Hello and welcome to the Sean L. Show, intimate conversations about music, sex, and life in New York City. My guest today is Eric Williams, actor, comedian, and podcast host extraordinaire. He is also uh, king of merch. Uh, great merch that you should check out. I think he's uh, starting a new merch design career welcome to the podcast oh my god sean thank you for having me and honestly shouting out the merch minute one has made my entire lifetime so thank you oh my gosh it's to make up for having not purchased any yet listen, but I listen, I will. <laughs> always time there's always time and yeah. um can you imagine if i became like the bethany frankel of like skinny girl but for gay ass merch Ugh, it would be, it'd would be, be it'd be a dream that would be a dream. I can actually see that happening. I really want to have merch for this podcast, but I haven't figured it out yet. So maybe offline, you can tell me some like behind the scenes secrets. Of course. I, I will give you the BTS it. of the yeah. shirts, of the of the the drama, the sweatshirts. It It is surprisingly easy and surprisingly hard, but I'm actually thrilled that people have been, we, the, the biggest seller has been, we sell sweatshirts that say character actress on it. And like, there, there. People are people are purchasing. I see people purchasing, and I see them taking photos with the sweatshirt in their underwear. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to get the sweatshirt, take my pants off. If I don't see your bold in the next calendar month, I swear to God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it depends how quick your shipping is. Oh, it's oh, it's it's fast. <laughs> for bulge. We expedite. Okay, perfect. That's perfect. Uh, tell folks about your podcast. It's called That's a Gay Ass Podcast. Tell yes, it about is that. a very gay time that I started. I guess a year and a half ago, and the long story short is that during the pandemic, when I was just like devastation nation, I was unemployed and have anything going on. So I made these videos on a whim that were called that's a gay ass movie, which examined why these popular movies were gay as hell. And from, and they became really popular. And so I was like, you know what? I want to like start a gay ass empire. And so I had the idea for the podcast. I started it and have had some really f exciting people on. I just had the TikTok celeb Ian Padgett did it this in this week's episode. Um, I've had Bowen Yang, Matt Rogers, Pat Regan, Kat other podcast legends, Kat Cohen. Um, so the podcast asks, whose fault is it that you're gay? Like, who do we blame? And if you're straight, why are you so obsessed with us? And it's it's been <laughs> going so well. And like, I'm just thrilled that people listen. I'm going to have to dig through your archives and find a straight person episode because that's such a funny twist. And I don't think I've heard any of the straight the cat, people episodes. The Cat Cohen one is a, is is definitely like, that's one of my favorites. Oh, Nicole Thurman is an amazing straight okay. comedian. And she she has a very good, um, she says the, the, the best thing to be is if you're like a public figure is for the gay community to be fans. And I was like, you're right. If the gays oh, like you, God. you've you've made it. No, that is so 100% accurate. That's because we have what? Accurate. We have taste. We have, yes. we know culture. We, we are the income. bar. We have disposable yeah. oh, income. We, yes, we, exactly. <laughs> who, you have had some really great guests. Who would be like a dream guest for you? Like who's on, or do, do you want to manifest oh, it? Or do you want to yeah. keep it like close to the best? I know. I love this question so much. I'm a yeah. manifesting girlina. Okay. So I literally have a spreadsheet of a million people. And, and I've been really, I mean, I've been so lucky. Like I've gotten some really fun 
fun people. But one of my dreams would be Wanda Sykes. Would oh, absolutely word. love that. Um, yeah. Jennifer Coolidge, of course, mm. uh, would be a dream. Dan Levy, talk about like a gay neurotic icon. Um, uh, there's so I mean yeah th- those are some ones that like I I I I think it's probably not the like most kosher thing to do but I will tell you that I I'm talking to um Hannah Einbinder's people from Hacks I would love to have her on so oh my god the writer creator lead girl right she's the yeah lead girl she's like yeah. com- comedian she's uh queer she's ju- she's also Jewish like me it's just I would love um to i'm interviewing uh his name is matt bernstein his handle is matt xiv he's gonna be next week's episode you've seen oh his memes God, go yeah oh yes, so yes, great yes, yes. so i'm recording with him this week and um yeah i i those those are some of my the, wanda sykes would be huge i mean god what do, can you pitch to me anyone like if we could go like there's no end to the budget to the dream like who do you who do you think is like a gay gold medal person to have on oh my gosh like an ultimate gay uh, like a gay celebrity or like I think so we're gay... just like an important like interesting share oh can you imagine <laughs> share. can you imagine uh, share on celine dion oh my god celine dion would be what she would be the ultimate dream guest because she's so wacky she Wackadoo. Start... <laughs> I would honestly let's manifest that. Let's manifest oh, I'm, Celine Dion. I'm I'm manifesting that for you. Who's interviewing her when she just starts singing the peanut butter jelly song? <laughs> and she it's cute. Like it's cute to just go off in an interview, but she takes it like a little bit. It lasts for like three minutes too long. Yeah. It's like a bit that she doesn't know when to end. And the she interviews... runs with it, and <laughs> then you're like should we can she she also have you seen the water bottle where she's like pouring the water bottle on herself and she's just like spraying the water out of her mouth and spitting (laughs) everywhere and she's like saturday sunday saturday (laughs) i mean just imagine imagine being that talented and that full of cuckoo like god oh my god i would absolutely love it mariah carey would be another really good one huge i would love that so much i have some of the the speaking of the merch that i sell Mm. i have mariah made me gay i have judy made me gay i have um i like would love to do like a you know new icon every week type like we're dropping this person only and you only this you know only have 1000 shirts and i sell them sell out in two (laughs) minutes like oh let's manifest that that would be really good i'm manifesting that for you too so your signature question as you mentioned is who made you gay Mm -hmm. and you asked this of all your guests who i'm turning it on you who made you gay Fuck, you're such a good interviewer. This is t- okay. So, so you know what's is I've, I've like, I've t- I've thought about if I were a guest on my own podcast, and I think mm-hmm. that obviously there's a lot of different answers. I think one of the biggest ones is the movie Sister Act Two with Whoopi Goldberg. I just mm. think that it's. I ask at the end of every interview, what is the best Whoopi Goldberg film? What what is your opinion? And I. To me, it's Sister Act 2. It's just that movie, I knew for whatever reason that Whoopi was someone who saw me through that lens of that camera, through the habit on her head, through 
the Las Vegas montage at the beginning where she's doing a mega mix of so many incredible pop songs. I just felt like this person saw me as the gay boy that I was. I was like 13 or 14 when I first saw it. And I was like, it's okay to be gay. And I also keep in mind, I'm growing up in Missouri where like I knew maybe one gay person. And yeah. um, I couldn't explain it at the time that why I felt so seen by it. But I think it's the movie just like kind of oozes queerness and Lauren Hill's gorgeous vocal cords and yeah. choreography. And I, I think that's what ultimately made me gay along with so many other movies and sexy men and you know the of course the the covers of underwear packaging of course of course gaston's hairy chest and beauty and the beast of course yeah uh um he's now canceled but um alec baldwin (laughs) on snl had a sketch with um with i love cancel culture that we have to add qualifiers he's since been canceled but in the pre-cancellation era of alec baldwin i used to bone to him so hard before he was in the public opinion considered not okay to like i did he had this sketch where he was like in a full open shirt with like a hairy chest and i was like boom just like what the heck are these oh oh oh, i have another i also was made gay by the um, my dad owns a pharmacy and i was made gay by the businessmen who would uh shop at my dad's pharmacy ah so you were like into hairy chest when you were a kid i I was absolutely as a kid i would have been into twinks like oh like i was fully intimidated by men now i have like a variety of of people are like what's your type and i'm like what the fuck are you talking about i could take out a portfolio and we can like there's many types okay so let me ask you a question then so you see either you're like on a grinder grid or you're like see like a whole menu and there is a hairy businessman kind Mm -hmm. of daddy type there is a twinky um hairless blue-eyed sweet boy Mm -hmm. there is a five foot nine like muscly bald headed a little military type what of those speaks to you the most um not the not the bald muscly one like not mr clean yeah although if i met him in person and he was charismatic i it could be you know he could come right onto the menu because i feel like personality has a lot to do with it but uh the daddy type and the blue-eyed twink both fair game i love it, that. I'd so, probably message both and like see who served better flirtation and what they were interested in and if it aligned with what i was interested in and then go from so there you need banter you need banter you I need do. sort of like a, a twinkle in the eye of the flirting I um do. is it when you is it that you would like to be bossed around and told what to do or do you want someone that likes to be very equal footing or is it that you want to be the dom top what's what's the vibe what day of the week is it oh i love that <laughs> what answer. time is it on I the clock like, i uh i'm i'm a complete verse switch so it just it's all about the vibe it's all i think about that's the vibe. i think that's ultimately yeah. the dream you're, yeah. you're living the dream and you're the yeah. you're the gold standard i'm also yeah. a verse king that i think it's there's just too much fun to be had in all the ways yeah. Now, listen, I, speaking of you being a verse king, I read in the National Enquirer um, a section about you. It was saying that you were on a journey of bottoming, <laughs> a new journey 
I either read it in the National Enquirer or uh, I heard it on your podcast. I'm pretty sure it was the Enquirer, though. No, I think it was. Um, it was in print. It was definitely in print. Yeah, it was um, definitely in print. Um, well, it was like funny. a world exclusive. It was. Um, it how was. is that going? Thank you for asking. Um, I it is it's going quite well. I think the ultimate key that unlocked this bottom revolution, I call it, is the if I may be very honest, it's the bidet that was purchased for my home. I say that. I well, the the long story short is that I lived in New York for 13 years. I moved to LA a little less than a year ago, and we couldn't have a bidet in, in our toilet in New York. It was like literally like you walk into our New York apartment and the toilet was like an industrial. There was no tank. It was just like the silver thing coming out of the wall. And like, <laughs> of like you felt like you were at a Home Depot when you walked into my bathroom. A Home Depot or like a grade school, like an elementary school. <laughs> yes. Remember like, like high school? Remember how like those toilets are so industrial? A hundred percent. You felt like yep. you were in like Walker Elementary and you were in yeah. my one bedroom in Queens. However, yep. when we got to our LA apartment, it was very classic and we ended up getting the bidet. And once I pulled the trigger and felt that water stream go up my literal hole, I felt an unlocking in my brain of what was possible. And what yeah. was possible is that I felt what it really was, was like a cleanliness that took away my self-consciousness or my insecurities. Mm. Because if you want to know the true story is that before my, my husband, who I've been with for nine years, I was with someone that was like, I only topped. I had never, I'd never bottomed before Matt. And so it took me years to a figure out how to do it without mm -hmm. like feeling like I wanted to die and then B how to actually enjoy it, and then C to get good at it. it. Took me years and years and years. Once the bidet came into the picture, I just like something happened where I was just like hungry for it. And, um, mm. and it's, it's been just delicious. So I, I thank you for asking. Oh, I love that. I am on the absolute, complete opposite journey mm. that you're on. <laughs> Are you having a top revolution? I'm having, I don't know if you'd call it that. I just decided uh, that I would retire from bottoming. Oh, um, because interesting. It's just, I, I, not that I'm over 30, because I don't want to put that into, you know, in, on the record. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> for people at home, you just put your glasses on. It's if you were like getting I want to see you closer. But, if perchance I was over 30, it's like when I was in my 20s, let's say, you know, the first few years of my 20s, I was that gay bottom that was like, I know my body. Uh -huh. And it was like, it was yes or it was no. And I was never wrong. I never douched. I just was like, you're good to go. And it was always true. Like, it didn't matter how big the wow. dick was. Like, I, it was like I had a spiritual connection to my intestines. And I could tell you with 100% certainty. And as I got into my later 20s, which, of course, that's still where I am, um, the answer kept coming up, no, no, no. And I like it. So I wasn't getting it wrong. Thankfully, that would have been uh, really disastrous. But I just it kept like I my body changed my chemistry changed and I I wasn't douching because I wait that's so interesting part of my sexuality so you, like physically and the universally you were yeah. being told to that the bottoming was not on the menu as much which I think is I mean I totally get that I think when I first was in my bidet era, I was like, I was bottoming more than I ever had. Now that the revolution is kind of, is now like the standard, I'm not bottoming nearly as much as I was when I first, you know, had the unlocking. But yeah. 
I do. Wait, can uh, I'm t- I'm about to turn 33. How old are you? Um, 20 something. I love that so much. So if you're a 20 something, <laughs> then I, I do think that obviously bodies 100% change. And that's the unfortunate reality of, yeah. of like, you know, communicating sexually through yeah. that hole. It's just like it spontaneity is so not a thing that in a way that you wish it could be. And of yes. course there are certain instances, like for example, I read someone had posted, of course, on Twitter where like anything goes that they could not think of anything worse than to bottom in the morning. It's not a possibility for them. Whereas for me, like I actually have had many instances where I can. And so like, yeah. I know that that isn't, it's just so specific for every single person. And yeah. I honor your journey. I honor your top tone. <laughs> I honor that your body is saying, yeah. saying no. You know, what's so crazy though, is like, I have so much respect for hundred percent bottoms because I'm like, this now feels like a novelty to me because mm. I just, but the thing is, is like, I thought that because I'm like, I'm verse, I really like both. I'll just stop doing this one, but that's not reality of sexuality. I miss right. bottom. Like it's yeah. been a long time now and I fucking miss it. Like I'm yeah. like, oh, I need to be like, I need to be railed. Yeah. So it's, I think, you can't just turn it off if no. you are into it. But God, it's a lot of work. And I don't feel great the next day. I feel like it's like it's like a contact trauma. I feel like <laughs> I've been in a car collision. Because <laughs> like I I I'm a full switch. So like when I bought them, I am fully like, fuck me. Like I <laughs> want it hard. So the next day I'm like, I need to sleep in. I need uh-huh. Advil. I don't uh-huh. want to go to work please don't speak to me. It feels like a hangover or like I really have been in a car accident. So now that I'm in my late twenties, I just feel like um, it's just, it's just not realistic the way it was when I was like 23 and could just hop on any dick I wanted. And it's sad. I hate to break it to you. There, maybe there's a chance that when you inevitably do bottom again, that maybe you can't go full zero to 60 pound town. Like what if there's a world where, it's not an option for you. I I don't want to have some sensual like. <laughs> this isn't like an R and B music video. It's not like Pony. It's You're like, like do like, not kiss me. Yeah. I mean, I, no, 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 <laughs> no. I mean, I like all that stuff too. But like, I it can start sensual. But like, I like, I want to get fucked. Yeah, like, yeah, if yeah. I'm bottoming like that, I want it. It's like turns me on. So I, I'm having a journey. I'm having a real journey and I will return to bottoming. I probably will do a press release and mm-hmm. maybe, you know, like I might do a press tour. Um, you know, Listen, there's a lot of different outlets now who want to see videos of actual penetration. And I think yeah. that do you, are you a Twitter girl? Yes. Do you post yes. uh, nudity on Twitter? I do not. So that was one of the questions I had for you is how many Twitters do you have? Like, do you have one podcast, one (laughs) one to jerk off or are they all one like combined channel? Because I have a great question. I I don't know if I've ever publicly said this. I have um, I have two Twitters. Not as not as exciting as you would hope it to be. I my relationship with Twitter is a bit fraught because I think that it is full of a darkness of really unwell people. On the other side of it, there is also brilliant people, hilarious people. It's like so much goodness is there, but it's tough to wade through that darkness. That being said, my 
main Twitter, of course, is just like where I post regular stuff. And then my other one is just for me to follow the porny ones so that I can really curate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't post to it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really found such a astonishment with what during the beginning of the pandemic, all what the horniness translated into a lot of gay people, to mm-hmm. what they were posting on, on Twitter. And I have zero judgment. It's true. Just like amazement at whether it's the alt world or just full main of the people I know and knew before the pandemic and then seeing them have sex on the internet. It was just, it was something <laughs> so crazy to experience. And yeah. I literally had this conversation with my three straight brothers in Missouri this past week when I was visiting where they did not know that Twitter porn was a thing at all. The straight people are always so fucking behind. It's I like know, we have it's to true. teach them fucking everything about like, sex. They were like, wait, Twitter, how is that even possible? Do they allow that? I was like, baby oh, girl, geez. it is. It, and what's funny is I had Greta Tidal, an amazing comedian on. Speaking of, she she's bi and she came on my podcast a year ago or so. And we had this discussion where she could not believe that people did not know Twitter porn existed. Yeah. And I had asked a few straight people and they did not know. And it, it's just, you know, gay people are at the, the forefront of culture. But that being said, to make it full circle, I do not post my naked form and I appreciate the people that do. And I'm amazed that the things I have seen truly. Yeah. Now, Twitter, following Twitter porn for you, was that an exodus from Tumblr? It was a hundred percent. I was a Tumblr exactly queen how, through and yes. through. When I <laughs> when I was in college, I actually felt like I was late to the trend. I probably didn't find Tumblr until like 2011, and um, I was obsessed. And then when they closed her down, I migrated. I was a ref, a, a Tumblr refugee. Yep. And um, I think Twitter is, has so much goodness, so much. Yeah. And, and to make my point about knowing people and seeing them, a crazy story is I'd followed this account for a while. And I was like, wow, this is a beautiful body, beautiful everything. And I started to dig to see older posts and I scrolled, scrolled, scrolled through that media tab, scrolled, 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 and got to one of the first ever pictures where I saw the bottom half of this person's face. And I was like, I know that smile. I know that person's smile. And it turns out I went to college with them. Oh my God. And and, and like another person I went to college with, I'd followed for a while not knowing it was them. And then my friend was like, oh yeah, you know, that's this person. I was like, oh my God. It's just like, it's it's just a crazy experience to see someone yeah. naked and then and then connect that you you know them in your your real life it's just a crazy feeling yeah absolutely i i have i have a lot of twitters so i have a main twitter where like i'm myself and then i have a twitter where i follow all these porn people and um interact with them it's the avatar is me, but like you can't see my face. It's like Ooh, me in my underwear. Yeah. So I interact. People follow me. I repost things. So like, but it's completely anonymous and you would, you would hopefully never be able to find it. Do you uh, post your own things on there? No. Oh. No. And then, uh, I, and then I have one for the podcast where I said it's my alt, but it's not really my alt. And once I knew that people I knew were following it, I even felt self-conscious that like that I would retweet porn because I'm like, I'm putting <laughs> this porn into their daily feed. And do yeah. they I mean, they're following. So it's up to them. But 
it still feels weird. So I don't use that one as much as I should. I opened it for marketing and I need to like keep it's, using it. It's also tough. I mean, the podcast marketing, I talk, it's not even interesting, but it is a whole thing. The other yeah. side of it though, is that my, my husband, Matt, he has a Twitter that one, he has one Twitter that is like all just for housewives Twitter. Like he like, <laughs> like tweeting hot takes, all that. And then he is his main one. And he, um, post all sorts of things but sometimes i'm like wow it's like ballsy for you to post even just like a hot take or like feeling like maybe saying that he's into a certain person or feeling horny whatever the fuck it is but he has a lot of our straight girlfriends that follow him and i'm, I'm sometimes I'm like wow like yeah. it, i wonder how they're feeling when they see this and he's not really phased by it and i i respect it i'm like you know what it takes a certain type of person to put their put any sex like any feelings of sexuality out there and I think I really respect the people that can. And I wish, yeah. I just wish the world in general was more sex positive, especially amongst straight, like crossing over from gay community to straight. Like if straight people knew half the shit that gay people did, I think they'd be like, <laughs> just so scandalized to a point of annoying. Yeah. It's just annoying. It's like, come on. Yeah. It's so like, aren't you bored by yeah. your straight lives? Aren't you so bored? Like, the rule, like, yeah. for example, like any talk about openness and non-monogamy, it's so annoying to hear anyone have an opinion that's just like, I am horrified at the thought of doing anything outside of your legally wedded spouse. It's like, kill me. Like, I don't care if you're monogamous or not. It is so your own choice. But I do care if you are going to judge people and say that just merely for the fact that if you're open in any sense that you have a less strong relationship. What is it? 1898. It's like, kill me. Kill yeah. me. It's one of my biggest pet peeves is when people like pass judgment simply because they're living as pilgrims. Yeah. I had a straight male friend tell me once. He's like, I wish I could like finish on my wife's chest and i was like why can't you can't you? and he's like well it's sort of degrading and i was like it is and then he was like but really it'd be so hot to finish on her face and i was <gasps> like yes it would you should do that and he was like that is the mother of my children and i was oh like what is wrong with you you've got which i bet you ironically if in a respectful consenting way if he were to bring it up to his wife she'd probably like love to get a load of the face Are you joking like totally totally i do think my instagram stories that's where you can kind of find that's where i just let them have it and i d i don't filter it as much as it, if you get all the way to my instagram stories i don't yes. really do a close friends i do have a close friends for like really horny stuff but yeah. like like today I posted uh, Rob Anderson. Mm -hmm. um, it was a meme about, um, it was just a bit that he did about spitting. Oh, I saw it. I saw it. Yes. And so he's like, um, come here, pig. Like, <laughs> and he spits. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's just funny because it's like he's making fun of himself is that he's like, he looks stupid trying to be Dom. <laughs> and so somebody took that. Maybe he took it. I don't even know. But they put the caption that it's, you know, Harry Styles spitting on Chris Pines. <laughs> and I was like, this is a little scandalous for straight people. Because I don't know if they know how much we be spitting on each other. But right. uh, <laughs> I was did like, you wait, was that on your main or was it close friends? It's, no, no, that's mean. Good. I, yeah. I, I think that's great. I, you know, what's funny is it's certain people have different barometers when it comes to what you can post on Twitter versus Instagram stories and all of that. And oh, yeah, yeah. I definitely have stopped posting like 
pictures of me on my Instagram main feed because people just do not give a shit. And I, and I'm not offended by that. It's like, I, I'm not taking gorgeous photos. I'm not, I don't think I'm, I I have enough self-esteem to be like, sure. If I were to post a shirtless thing, like I'm sure a certain number of people would not hate it, but like, it's just not, I'm not, I'm not the person that's like, let me see this guy naked. So I do post on my story though, some horny or whatever things. And like, for example, I don't know if you saw a few days ago, someone messaged me that they thought I was this gay porn guy on Twitter. Yes. Yes. Looked just like me. And so I, for a second, I was like, I don't know. It's a little much to post that like this porn guy looks like me, but like who, who the fuck cares? So I posted, and of course, like a bunch of people were like, you got it you know do a side to side comparison of you with and in the same like bottomy pose of this guy and so i had matt take the photo of me um while we were laying in bed my last night in st louis visiting my family and i was like i probably won't post this i don't know it's a little much and then i was on the plane (laughs) the next day and i was like who the hell cares so i did a side by side and like it was a like freeing moment of like a lot of straight people saw it and i think that it did it just the world's ending who cares yeah no a hundred percent i think i think it's fantastic will you reach out have you reached out to your porn doppelganger and is he a potential guest for that's a gay ass podcast because i think that the convergence (laughs) like this is a this this is what we call synergy yeah lightning in a bottle gay lightning in a bottle i think uh, gay lightning in a popper's bottle if you will i think that um i think that it did cross my mind i the 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 main question i have is what question would i ask him other than like wow isn't it crazy we look like like i think like it it's you know what's funny is whenever i talk to people about guests on my podcast sometimes when i tell someone like a friend i'm like oh i'm actually interviewing this person and sometimes I have friends are like, well, what are you going to talk about? And I'm like, that is the fucking point. I am good enough at my job to find, and just like you are as well, you're able to find connections and questions. But this being said, I don't know if it's like dumb for me to say this on a podcast, but like my porn doppelganger, I genuinely do have concerns that be like, because I know nothing about him mm-hmm. other than he takes a dick beautifully. Mm-hmm. Um, what what the actual, like, for all I know, he is a, a monster trumper that, you know, <laughs> thinks that Jews have horns. Like, I don't fucking know. Um, that being said, I'm admitting right now, I just haven't done my research. Jew. Like He, he looks, could be a Jew, that's true. He, he, looks, could, he does actually look a lot like you. I know, and that's true. Like, what if, what if we shared DNA? Like, that would be crazy. <laughs> and what if you shared DNA? I um, mean, uh, yeah, and what if you shared DNA in a different <laughs> way? He, the only way we, I don't think we're related is because his ass is so much bigger than mine. I mean, he's got, I've worked on my squats and my ass is much better, but it, his is colossally beautiful. See, that's the first thing you're going to ask him is how he built that ass. Yeah, that's the whole episode is just tips on how to grow gorgeous booty. Now, you know that if it sucks, you don't have to put it out. You can just, you can have the, and then you don't have to put it out if it's not good. You're like a a dream guest because you have been on the other side of this. You know how to like talk and like give interview. But have you had people on your podcast that it's like a dead lift and you're like staring at them like blink, blink. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> controversial. Like, no, yeah. Back to my notes. Like you don't literally. Know, 
<laughs> you know, it's it's such a great, it's such an interesting conversation with another podcaster because the short answer is overall, it's I've I've been pretty lucky because I've like been uh, I'm very hardcore about who I have on just because it is my baby and I want to really make sure that in- the conversations are interesting. But I'd be lying if I didn't say like there have been there have been people where I have maybe asked a question and then you get like the one word answer or just like, yeah, I'm, I, I don't know. And um, period. And then you're just staring at each other. and It's like, well, I'm going <laughs> to go sit on a knife. Kill me. But um, the the funny thing about it is that I've learned is that editing is magic and i you know i've gotten so much better now about if there's any parts of the conversation that lull i feel no guilt in cutting it out it's totally fine yeah that being said the other side of it i want to give a public shout out to a guest i had on recently that was just magic it's his handle is grossy pelosi it's dan pelosi's amazing you know gay designer and cook he's an amazing social media presence and he logged on to this fucking interview and from the jump i was like a we are sisters b you are so good at throwing the ball back and just like that is he he was just a, he's a dream guest and i also think like we're going to be friends outside of the podcast so not the best answer to give you any tea but i will say maybe once we stop recording i'll give you a couple specific names of like the, <laughs> just like the ball t- was not thrown back as much as i would like it but right. overall i i have i've been pretty lucky because i'm such a bitch about who i have on so going back to like what you'll post on social media, can we just talk about like some headlines right now that are going on on social media, just blowing up? So I will probably release this in like 17 weeks when I feel it's a good place <laughs> mentally to promote it. Like, <laughs> uh, listen, I support your podcast. journey. It's I. I don't me... know how you do weekly. Like I, I'm banking episodes right now so that I can have like just tons of episodes to release and not have to promote and record and book and cure. Like I can't do it all. I will pass away. It's too much. So by the time this comes out, this will be old news, but it's not old news now. And I want to talk about it. Let's do it. Uh, Okay. Harry Styles and Chris Pine, the spitting thing. It is, I'm obsessed with it. It's hilarious. It's homoerotic. What's give me a hot take. Like, do you, do you think, because he seemed to like sort of giggle at it. Like he kind of was like, ha, 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 not the first time you spit on my crotch, Harry. Like, oh, God, like, that is hot when you think about just, Harry Styles and Chris like, Pine. Just like, yeah. like, okay, can I tell you the most graphic image I just had of them? Yes. This is beyond graphic, but when you thought, like, brought up the homoeroticism of it all, I had a visual of Harry Styles just like licking chris pines balls up to his cock like i don't know why that came up but just like how hot would that be setting that aside i've had a journey with this bit the spit the spit gate of it all i think what is unfortunately true is that it probably was a synergy of uh, events that made it look like it was a spit and gossip and drama when I looked at the video for the first time, I was like, yes, he spat. Yes, Chris Pine looked down, couldn't believe he was spat on. And then I saw a new theory that changed it all. Sean, oh, no. I'm on Twitter. And I saw that <laughs> someone posted that apparently what had actually happened. And of course, we take this with a bucket of salt. What had happened is that Chris Pine, who has been spacing out in every press junket for this fucking movie, 
thought he had lost his sunglasses and then realized that they were sitting no. in his lap. No, 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 no. You don't. That's you don't. Already been debunked because he has his sunglasses like seconds before. It's like some bullshit that a publicist put out to like get people off. See, the I'm so gullible. I'm like, it was a sunglass. Wait, is that wrong? No, no, it's not the sunglasses. Fuck. Well, now I'm gonna go back into a spiral. <laughs> Do you oh. think he actually spat on him as a way? Was it was it silly or was it vindictive? Vindictive. I I think it was silly because Chris seems to laugh. I think it was like bro shit, like oh, you spit on me. Like I don't know, like silly, like just I don't know. That's what I like to think. Maybe I hope I they they did seem to have a camaraderie. I also love that Harry kisses Nick Kroll. Um, I, I I I struggle right now with the queer baiting stuff and what maybe this is a hot take. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, give well, me your hot take. If, if Harry wanna... is in fact queer, which it sounds like he might identify as, I love then the the showing your fashionable experimentations. I loved. I, I mean, he is just effortlessly gorgeous and charming and the moment. I a hundred percent believe that. The parallel I'm going to make is that Charlie Puth is verging mm -hmm. on war crimes with his right. dating because right. I do not think he is queer, but I do think he knows what he's doing by showing off his stunning bulge and yummy body. And I yeah, think he's so, maybe using it for evil. Yes. And it's hard to know, like, when, you know, what is what. Yeah. Um. Harry, Harry, I would say, sure. Harry, has Harry, kissed, like, in a way that felt good to him, kissed a man or maybe even done below the belt stuff? Probably. Has Charlie Puth? Probably not. I think that, I think that he's a brilliant marketer of himself. Mm -hmm. I mean, hello, that fucking light switch song where for 10 months he was teasing on TikTok. You know, if I do this sound... And then if I do, boo, 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 and it's like, okay, just release a fucking song. And I'm <laughs> saying all this as a person who A, likes a song, B, likes yeah. him, but I'm just starting to lose my patience with, like, either come out with a video of you getting railed or just tell us you're straight and... And put your fucking shirt back on because we're your sick of your on. shit. Yeah, we're sick of your shit. No, it, I it, There's such a fine line. I go really back and forth on the gay baiting thing because I'm like, okay, it is sort of problematic. It's... It's almost like a weird, in a weird way, like a cultural appropriation in a weird mm. way. But like, it's, it's funny because it's like, I never thought I would experience cultural appropriation and then enter stage left Timothy Chalamet. Like, what the oh. fuck are you wearing? What oh. are you wearing? Are you talking like, about the red number? Even, yes, any number, any glitter, bondage, any, like he's <laughs> gone through everything he shows up in. And, and I, I just feel like, he, stop it. I was I, on board until the red one. Me. No, no, no. He annoys me more than more than even Charlie Puth or uh, or Harry Styles. I don't really? Know. So this is. Yes, I, think, I don't know why. I, you know what? I think I almost forgive him because he is a child, and and because he is a really good actor. Like I think something about "Call Me by Your Name" and his performance, like gave, for me, gave him carte blanche of like. I, I I I don't know. I I it's almost like 
I'm Belle and he's the beast. I just can't <laughs> help but going back to him. I just like, he is so talented that I'm like, yes, yes. that red frock was devastating, but at, at least you'll hopefully come back with something that looks better than the, that horrible, like Ann Taylor Loft thing you bought that was not meant for you. And Taylor Loft. Somebody said it's Countess Luann, and then they did a side by side of her wearing a very similar romper on The Real Housewives. And I yeah, if you're gonna that. if you're if gonna like Giovanni, feeling Giovanni, <laughs> feeling Giovanni. If you're gonna wear clothing that is against gen your gender, like go off queen, do your thing, but at least make it a cute number. And the one he chose was just not cute. It just wasn't cute yeah. at all. Yeah, but he's done. He's played with like bondage stuff before. Yeah. Like he's always doing some gay shit on the red carpet, and I'm just like, leave this alone. I don't know. With Harry Styles, I feel like he might be a little bit queer. I feel like at mm -hmm. some point he's gonna just come out and, but he just got a lot of flack for whatever the fuck he just said in that interview about like the gay sex is tender in this film and not like so urgent or i don't know what i don't I yeah 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 i remember that name, i you know it, it's it it feels like culture has taken such a different turn when it comes to queerness like what i yeah. mean is when we were growing up i feel like of course like ellen DeGeneres coming out on her show ended her career for a long time and like being gay was so not okay and now that being gay is more socially acceptable especially like on in the liberal world and on like you know new york and la and all that shit um i think that it's taken such a turn as being in in vogue a little bit and chic that now we're getting the charlie pooths and the harry styles and the timothy mm -hmm. chalamets who are harnessing some of that power in a way that there's blurred lines of what is actually okay like for example if my high school bully all of a sudden who's like annoyingly straight if all of a sudden was exhibiting queer things and I knew that he was just a straight guy doing it for clout I'd be so pissed and I think that there are some bad actors who mm -hmm. are maybe using it in that way and it's very hard to suss out who are the good ones is Harry Styles actually queer hopefully and like time listen will time will tell but Charlie Puth very talented, very handsome, yeah. but like you're it's screaming like straight guy at summer camp that is flirting with you because he likes attention, but he's never gonna touch you. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I know exactly what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Harry Styles gives gives me like those David Bowie sort of vibes. Like I think oh. he definitely yeah. has like some queer to him. Yeah. Let's talk about Bad Bunny. What do you think about Bad Bunny? I don't know enough. I'm just going to be upfront and not and not be a person that pretends <laughs> I know more than I know. I don't know enough about Bad Bunny. You're like, I'm sorry to that man. I'm but... sorry to that bunny? <laughs> Is that a person? Um, yeah, I'm I not read, on the like, Bad Bunny train. I just read it like an op-ed because he did something gay and somebody was mad and then but he has a whole song about like his aunties asking him like, when are you going to get a girlfriend? And like it's in Spanish, so I can't tell you more than that. But I it was in the op-ed. And so he say like, he has a lot of, like, he dips into, like, the queer pond a little bit. He did a music video where he's, like, grinding up on, like, himself in drag. Like, there's all this. Wow. All this I'm also seeing that he made out with a backup dancer at the VMAs. Oh, kissed, that's what it was. He kissed a guy on the VMAs and people were really upset because they're saying it's gay baiting. And there was an op-ed that was like, maybe he's just moving the conversation 
like forward about what is permissible to be a straight man and comfortable with your sexuality to experiment because if it was a woman like madonna and britney uh-huh. and all of that like we don't bat an eye but when it's yeah. a man it's like there's so much politicization politicization around it yeah. and it's just all so muddled it is. I do, though. I do. I saw. So I, of course, did a quick little Google search in this article for them. That's basically saying that uh, Bad Bunny has said that his heterosexuality doesn't define him. And I do think that your take, I actually really 100% agree with, which is that it would be a to- it's a total double standard that mm. all of a sudden a straight man kissing a man, which is so funny because I was just like, Charlie Puth is the guy that would never kiss you. So stop wearing women's clothing. But like this, like. It's also, it's just, it's so case by case. Uh, and I think that if if this guy kissed a backup dancer at the VMAs, that is one thing. I don't, I, I would say if he continued to do things over and over again as still asserted himself to be a straight man, but just did it for headlines and stuff, then I'd be a little annoyed by it. But like, it feels yeah. like this guy is coming up and of course he's probably a huge deal and i'm like he's like he's massive adult. he's massive i'm like this <laughs> he guy he's yankee stadium and is broken like every streaming <laughs> record <laughs> You're like, I'm... he's just getting started <laughs> listen i feel like he's just been in the public sphere for about a couple days clearly he's selling out stadiums um yeah i'm like do you delete that from this interview whatever i don't care it's just he I, I think if he if he I'm not, I haven't seen enough to be mad at it. So I'm like, listen, kiss your backup dancer. Madonna and Britney did it. And if if Charlie Puth were to do a performance and make out with a a male backup singer or dancer, then good. At least you're proving to us that your queer baiting is at least going to give us a bit of a release of seeing you tongue lock with another dude. Like, thank you. We at least deserve that. Yeah, yeah. I think we deserve to see Charlie Puth, like, eat somebody's ass at this point like i think this that point, on our alternate twitters or the very least like leak a nude yeah oh that's so that's so yesterday that's early so yesterday yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was like oh god did i just say that's so yesterday who the fuck am i <laughs> uh okay so yesterday so i recently got home from fire island and I know you still live in New York. Did you go to Fire Island when you were in New York? I did. I only went one time and it really... And probably as a married person, right? I wasn't yet married, but I was okay. with Matt. And okay. um, my honest Fire Island take that is really indicative of my journey as like a gay adult man is that I was so overwhelmed when I went that it was almost too much for me to... to to enjoy the experience. And I do mm-hmm. think if I were to go now, it would feel much different. Um, yeah, like overstimulation. Overstimulating. I also was like, you know, on the beach and worried that I wasn't hot enough or like mm-hmm. feeling that these men, in a way, it's a little bit like the the movie Fire Island that uh, like... It's exactly like the movie. I think the movie just like I mean, it, it, and like if I may give a tiny a tiny plug, I had yeah. both Bowen and Joel Kimbooster on the podcast, and like the fact that they could be so honest about their experience and then put it into that movie is yeah. truly groundbreaking. And I know, yeah. and I and I, I think that I just was so intimidated by the, all these men who have stepped into their power and who also probably might have been judging me a bit. Um, but I have more confidence now and like self-worth and all of that, that I think if I were to go now, I might own my 
gain us some more and be able to actually enjoy and not just feel overwhelmed by the 20,000 dicks pointing at me. Yeah, I found I found it extremely triggering the movie. I thought the as a single person, mm-hmm. I was like, God, this movie is so triggering. I think I hated it. Mm. I, I left the movie being like, I really hated that. I don't want to watch it again. But I'm so proud of those men. Mm. Well, you <laughs> like, probably I also like, I was so happy that they did that and they did it so well and that they told that story and they nailed it so hard. And then I was, you know, so I was like kudos to them but i don't ever want to watch that well you almost probably had like a vulnerability (laughs) hangover after watching you're like a little too close little too close yeah 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 (laughs) which proves that it is a good piece of work but also it's like tough it's it is it is tough i so wait tell me how was your experience now just being there Uh, it was it was the first time i stayed for like several days Mm. i had only really been for day trips and trying to fit everything in it's like such a it's like a grueling schedule of relaxation so Mm. first you like go to the beach and like you get your suntan and i tried to like really carve out some time to just like be spiritual with the ocean and all of that shit and then you end up at tea and you're getting like blackout in the middle of the afternoon Mm. um i went to the underwear party how Um, was it Oh my god, it was so fun. I sucked a bunch of D's, got my D sucked. It was like very fun. I definitely want to go back. Um, but it was also crazy because I met this guy at the underwear party who was like 21 because we both got there way too early. I thought it was like on suburban time. It's fully just New York City time. So I was way too early. What time? What time underwear. did you get there? 1030. Way 10:30? too early. Way too early. Way too early. I am too fucking old. I mean, listen, I would <laughs> I would go and I would get there at the appropriate time, but I would have to do a lot of emotional work to prepare myself oh. to be to do that late. Oh my god, no, it's so it was so good. And so I, I met this kid and because we were the only two people there, we became friends. He invited me to a house party. He was like, put on a blue speedo. It's a blue speedo party. And I go and I was a little sun hungover. Like I wasn't, I, so I show up to this party. Everyone's on drugs. Everyone's on drugs. It's three 30 in the afternoon. Shut up. They're all like jumping in the pool, pushing each other in the pool. They're planning an orgy for later. They're like, have you seen this dick? Like they're reviewing Grindr for, so they're like fully strategizing for like the orgy that's happening pre T, but post this speedo party. And then the twink that I met there that I went to meet was with some other twink and they did something called a Calvin Klein. Have you heard of a Calvin Klein? Tell me. The bump of Coke and then a bump of ketamine. Okay. What's They're going like, to die. These, are these people going to die? Are they okay? That's what I thought because I wasn't on any substances because I don't do drugs. I drink, but I don't do any drugs because it freaks me out. And I all of a sudden felt like an 80 year old dad, like watching them. I was like, please don't drown. Please don't die. Please don't black out. Please don't. And then I was like, I, well, I, I love, uh, architecture and interior design. So of course I want to like go explore the inside of this house. So I go into the house and someone is eating ass in the living room in the broad daylight. And, uh, and it was just wild, just wild. And then, and then it was time for like pre tea where you like shower and get ready. So it was like the man just announced the party's over. The music stopped and everyone left. <laughs> okay. I want, Every- I want you to write a memoir of just this day. That this is day, so was- crazy. Wow. So then that night I went out, met friends, met this really cute boy. He was giving me hardcore flirt. Like he didn't have to be like, you know, pouring it on so thick. I still would have danced with him. I still would have made out with him. But he was like really charming. The next day I found out he fully has a boyfriend. And then I got on the ferry and went home. (laughs) 
That's... How sad is that? Like, it was very, like, the movie. Well, it depends on how you look at it. I think, like, it's, 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 it sounds to me magical, and I'm, like, jealous of all of this, because, like, I live kind of a boring life, I mean, a very boring life compared to all that, and I think that it, the sadness is that if you expect one thing, and then you kind of, like, a reveal of the, the the boyfriend reveal is a tough is a bitter pill but it's like you re, baby you lived you <laughs> lived on that trip like that you lived a lot of lives on that trip and like oh my god i can't like i just v- visualizing the ass eating in the living room visualizing everybody doing their calvin kleins visualizing the orgy planning the underwear party like it's all just to me yeah a beautiful and a little dangerous expression of sexuality that is Very like dangerous. a full yeah. um, rebellion from being put into such a straight box growing up. And, you know, the drugs part of me, me nervous. the drugs are, I, I've, I've like not saying this to like shame anyone because I, no. I, but like, I just like, I'm a bit of a, a Sandy, Sandra D of like, I'd never, I've never <laughs> done K, I've never done Coke. I've like, I'm a me weed, too. I'm a weed girl through and yeah, through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, too, um, yeah. I, it's, it's as long as just like you're being the dad and I'm being the mom, as long as they're being safe, like just <laughs> explore and do your thing. But I don't know. Holy. Part of me is a little jealous. What do you think happens when people are eating ass in the living room? They're, like, do you think everyone crowds around them and watches and then it joins in and then it just grows and it turns into the eagle and it's really hot and people are fucking and sucking and it's like, no, that's not what happened. The ass eating was there. No one was phased. Everyone's just like going around, probably because they were too high. Like, what did you do? Did you, did you did you want to join in? I was watching because I was like, I want to fucking join in. But then it like sort of ended and it wasn't, it didn't feel like there was an invitation. And oh. I was like, this is very strange. It almost, it didn't even feel sexual in a way. It felt like they were having a conversation about ass eating. And he was like, let me show you. Is it? Probably. <laughs> show you my surprise that's what surprised me about a lot of these like <laughs> queer spaces and how sexuality do- it doesn't f- it does some of it doesn't feel like intimacy at all like <laughs> it's like very much going through the motions when you, when you witness some of that but like there's a party in la i've been to called hot dog and i haven't i haven't um oh, done any i haven't like really witnessed or experienced any like group sex play or anything but like i you go to this party and you have a cup that tells what position you tell that tells people what position you are. Oh, I got stamped at the underwear party. See, oh, wait, what wrist. stamp did you get? Verse? I got verse because I was like fully. I'm I'm like trying to do you know share did her farewell tour like three times. So even <laughs> though I've done the farewell tour, like I'm trying to do the like comeback tour. Like I'm really your bottom and comeback tour. A long. It's been a long time. I'm ready. Oh, to- I love that. I can't. I I'm I'm truly excited for. Your, I will keep you updated. <laughs> your bottom tours. Yeah, I, it, it's yes. it's so interesting uh, that that whole because the first time I experienced it, I was like, oh my god, like I you have to like market yourself and I didn't have any plans to like you know do that that night but I just like I got my verse cup and I was like all right this is what it is but you're walking around and you're like examining other people's cups and it's just it's like kind of sexual but also not it's just we're living we're living in a time yeah my question was is there any place near LA that's like Fire Island like the west coast doesn't really have a Fire Island like Palm Springs maybe a little bit but I I feel like it's not the same you know it's it's so funny because my experience of like uh gay outings and community in LA it's been so 
it's it's so much more different than I thought it would be from New York. And it's also very individual. Like the long story short is that in New York, for whatever reason, I did not have a lot of gay friends. I lived there for a long time. I went to college there. And I had, of course, some gay friends. But in L.A., I've only met gay people. Yeah. I When I've gone to WeHo, it's like insane. And I really find people are open and wanting to talk to you. And of course, you have the monsters like any place does. But like there are bars here where I like will have my edible and like just like feel like a chatty Kathy and just go up to a stranger. And and I've, you know, I, my, I'm having a birthday party in a couple of weeks. And I'm like, I think I'm inviting like 20 gay people I've just met for the first time in the past few months. And I, I feel like there's just a vibe here that is so fun with all the gays and so i think we almost like has a quasi fire island feel just because of how many fucking gay people there are but right. i did go to palm springs for the first time and i think that would be the only sort of equivalent but you're right fire island is like one oh, of a like kind. one of a kind and do i want to experience burning man at one point in my life i kind oh. of do does it sound yeah, like my nightmare because Instagram. i'm like yeah. a neurotic jew that doesn't like it sands everywhere but like it sounds also <laughs> magical and like such a beautiful experience of self-expression and like uh, that to me is again a one-of-a-kind thing different from fire island but the uniqueness is the same I do want to do Burning Man. My barber is there now and he's like mm. running around with a bucket hat and a skirt like and I'm just like, sir, uh, you're the only man I trust to cut my hair. Please come home safe. Come home safe. <laughs> come home I, safe. I do think that just like Fire Island, you can have such a wide range of experiences there like and yeah. it's kind of a choose your own adventure, which I love. Yeah, no, absolutely. We are like this hour flew by. We are at the really end of did. our hour. I, there's so many things. I can't believe that we got through this whole podcast and we didn't even talk about armpits. So I'm going to have to have you back on. Any fucking time. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I would love to come back on and talk about pits, truly. Um, plug the shit out of yourself. Where can people find you? Where should they follow you? Where should they listen to your podcast? Uh, Where should yes. they send you? Where so Venmo, they actually funny, great, great. So Venmo and Instagram are the same. It's Eric Wills, E-R-I-C-W-I-L-L-Z. And then there you can find the Gay Us Podcast Instagram and all the links for all the merch and the podcast list and wherever. But um, yeah, it's a weekly, comes out every Wednesday and very exciting guests are coming up. So yeah, follow me at Eric Wills and uh, you can find all that there. Yay! I am at Sean L. Show. If you're listening to this, go to Apple or Spotify or wherever the hell you found this podcast and give it five stars and write a beautiful review. It doesn't even have to be about the podcast. You can just tell me a story about your day. It doesn't matter. Um, tell me what you bought at the grocery store. Thank you so much for listening. Eric, thank you for being here. This was fantastical. And that's all for now. We'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.